My name is Alex Wagoner. I'm an agency owner with Symmetry Financial Group, and I live right here in Franklin, Tennessee. What's inside? Discovering what you're made of and making the most of it with professional coach Ken Edwards, helping you understand your gifts, honing your leadership skills, sharpening your natural instinct so you can enjoy a more fulfilling life. Welcome back to the What's Inside podcast. Here we are again. I'm your co-host, Eric Nordoff, and I'm sitting here with Ken Edwards. Hey, Eric. On today's episode, we're going to be talking with Alex Wagner again. And like we've been doing with all the other episodes, we initially in the first half of the season, you've been listening in, we've been talking about self-leadership, and now we get to hear from Alex on how she leads others. And she's in a unique situation. She is. Which she does lead that volunteer army, as we have talked about in the past. And this is really a great time to really dive into a different way of leading with Alex. Yeah. Alex is an agency owner and she has a team of folks that work in her agency. Yeah. So it's very unique and she's highly skilled at leading. Yes, she is. She is. So it's going to be a great time for us to learn how to lead others from Alex Wagner. Alex, you've been leading teams for a few years now, and I'm really curious. I want to hear your philosophy of team leadership, how you go about building a culture around team, what it is that you're trying to accomplish with your team, and, and how you lead from setting that kind of cultural temperature to times that maybe you have to offer a correction or something like that, how that might take place. So just talk to us about teams. Yeah, Team leadership is something that I've had to learn. This is a learned skill and I'm still learning. I think there are moments where I've learned that leadership is just not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about the other people. That is so good. Right? Yeah, I want to emphasize that. You know, leadership is not about you people. (laughs) You know, because so many folks get in a position of leadership. Now they're like the leader, you know, and they kind of carry this thing. And yeah, that's just not what it's about. It's not what it's about. And so what is it about? If it's not about you, what is it about? Yeah, for me, leadership is about helping other people get what they want. And it's about being the guide by the side instead of a dictator, so to speak, or their boss. I'm in a business where I'm leading a volunteer army. So they can choose to follow me or not follow me. And that's all going to be, I believe it's going to be a decision based on the level of care that I have for the people that I'm leading. And so when I look at team leadership, I don't actually look at it as me being out in front, me having a higher skill set, nothing really special about me. The difference between me and them is just time, time in the business. And so... My whole philosophy is I want to have a culture that really embodies caring for others well, regardless of the financial gain or connection to finances. My team is a team where everybody helps everybody, which is great. And I believe that there's a a philosophy here of servant leadership 
kind of hate that word, Ken, because Mm -hmm. it's such a buzzword these days. But leadership is about laying your life down for the other people. Yeah. And if people are in my care, that's really what I've been called to. Mm -hmm. I've really been called to lay my preferences aside or my the things that I need to take care of for myself, sometimes those go last. Some of you may have heard the book or Simon Sinek talk about leaders eat last, right? It's the people who are caring well for others who are who are putting them first and really just helping them get what they want. And that's really a passion of mine. I've learned over the last couple of years that I get excited about seeing this transformation process in people because people just don't know what they're capable of until they have the right tools in the right system or business or uh, environment to actually succeed. And so I just look at it as a way to help them grow into the best version of themselves. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that a lot. So how do you know when you're being successful? Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) This is where I'm like, oh, snap, it's getting real. (laughs) Yeah, this is a, a really interesting question for me because when I first started building teams, success, I really translated my success to a dollar amount. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get caught up in that because... The reality is it doesn't matter the dollar amount. What matters to me when it comes to team leadership and knowing if I'm successful or not is am I doing my best to help serve this person to get where they want to be or to become the best version of themselves? And I wouldn't say that there's like a definitive answer on that. For me, it's really about like, am I serving well? Am I giving it all that I've got? So I don't know if that really answers your question, but for me, it's not about the dollar amount. Success is not about the dollar amount in leadership. Yeah. Well, I guess it really depends on the way you're talking about it. It depends on what it is that they're looking for and are they achieving the things they want to achieve. Right. Which sometimes there's a dollar amount that, Totally. Because of how the the system works, right? It does flow at some point to you, but you're really focused on what are their goals, their aspirations, and are they being successful? And what's it like when you watch them achieve those? What's the impact for you? That's priceless for me. That's really like what gets me up every day is Mm -hmm. to see these, these people in my organization who are starting out, they're brand new, they're writing their story, and I just get to play a small part in Mm -hmm. that. So when they're on the mountaintop, I'm the biggest cheerleader for Mm -hmm. them. I get more excited about seeing other people win than I do Mm -hmm. my own personal wins. It's just how I'm wired, but it's priceless. I mean, receiving texts from people about, man, I never thought I could do this, or this is changed my life. This has changed my time. This has changed my bank account. That's really what's so, I guess, going back to your other question, like to me, that's what defines success. Like Mm -hmm. cheering for their wins is what I would consider to be successful. Yeah. Often I see that kind of characteristic among good leaders is they so want to help their people advance 
And often poor leaders are trying to hold on to good people for their own benefit. And man, that just gets in the way. It's a great way to lose good people mm-hmm. is when you try to hold them back for your own benefit or for the benefit of the business. And so being able to challenge them, help them grow, mentor them into a level of success or even the risk of losing them because they've grown creates a, a positive culture for your business. Yeah, yeah absolutely. My business is really all about developing leaders. And so the best thing I can do for somebody is get out of their way, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. not hold them back, allow them to be the person that they are. They've mm-hmm. got gifts inside of them that mm-hmm. need to be cultivated and leaders define culture. So if I'm out of their way and they're able to build their subculture of their organization, it's just a win-win mm-hmm. all the way around. And they feel empowered to lead. There's actually mm-hmm. a space for them to lead. Yeah. Do you actively think about the culture that you want to create? Is that something that you give like active thought to, or is it something that just happens organically for you? It's something that's defined mm-hmm. in terms of my values that I want within the culture. It's something that I think I've taken some different good parts from other leaders that I've been around and really had to define like what's authentic to me, Mm -hmm. right? Because each leader is going to have a different culture based on who they are, what their gifts are. And so for me, it's something that I've sat down, put pen to paper on and really defined like, what are my values? What do I care about? What do I want my organization to look like, to sound like, to feel like? So it is something that I think you have to be intentional about. I don't think a culture, well, I guess it could just organically come about, but it may not be the culture that you are looking for if you're approaching it that way. So I think intentionality is key. Yeah, I think so too. It's because every leader creates culture. Right? Good or bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they just do. Whether you're thinking about it or not, you're creating culture. And so to really think about what it is that you want to offer. And you said something I want to go back to that I think is also really important is be congruent with who you are. Frequently, I have had clients that have come in and they talk about maybe they've gotten a new leadership position and they're trying to figure it out. And they rattle off a list of books that they've read. And which is great. I'm a big fan of that. But even then you want to glean from the best of what other people have done that makes sense to you, that fits you, because you have to lead from an organic place. Well, you don't have to, but it's just not going to work well if you're trying to adopt some kind of leadership strategy or leadership method. It's so much more effective to listen, know yourself as you're leading yourself, you're leading your people. And you make an impact that way. And so you want to be thoughtful about your culture for sure. Yeah, I think to be full in all transparency here, I've done that. I've been a chameleon of other people's culture and tried to lead like certain awesome leaders that I know. And it works for a while. It's just not going to last long-term. And so I really had to decide who Alex was. as a leader and really cultivate the things that I believe God's really placed in me as unique gifts and bring that out into the world and not be ashamed of it. So it's a thing that I think a lot of people get caught up in and they don't want to admit it. And 
it's been the most empowering part, I think, of my journey to step into my own leadership and my own culture. And it's been clunky at first, right? It's going to be clunky until you stick it out, until you figure it out. And that's something that I'm committed to is just walking authentically in my own leadership these days. So let me ask you, when you try to lead according to someone else's design, what did that cost you? Yeah, I think it cost me a lot of energy leaks internally, Mm -hmm. like spinning my wheels, trying to figure out why something wasn't working or why it felt more exhausting to me. And what I found is like, it cost me a lot. It cost me a lot. In fact, I built a team and lost a team because of that. And right now I'm really excited to be in a rebuilding phase because I've really laid the foundation as a leader, right? We talked about self-leadership, know yourself to lead yourself. I've really had to lay that foundation out for myself. Mm. Like, who am I as a leader? And then step into it. Yeah. Right? Mm. And it's risky. It's risky, but it's been the most rewarding thing. And what I'll say about that is it's felt authentic, so less draining and more filling. Yeah. More energy, more joy, more excitement, more passion about the vision that I have. And I'm just excited to go chase it down. Yeah, that's such a great place for us to kind of wrap up this conversation on leadership because when you do, when you step out of your design and you try to follow someone else's design or leadership model, it will cost you energy if it's not congruent. And I like the way you said it, you had all these leaks that were happening because you're leaking out energy because you're trying to do something that you weren't meant to do. And so when you align yourself with your design and offer what it is that God has given you to offer, then there's going to be a joy. There's going to be a energy that flows. And always there's a learning curve. You're always tweaking, but that just makes you better. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. I had something to ask you related to this. Duplication is a word that's used often in the type of business maybe that you're in. But you talk about how being like someone else, a chameleon or a duplicate of the leaders that have gone before you and maybe are mentors for you. How do you differentiate the fact that you do want to duplicate your success but help others do it in their own unique way. I guess, how do you help others find out, figure out how to do it as who they are? Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to say, like, you've got to honor the people who have laid the foundation and paved the way before you. And so I am beyond grateful for the people who have done that in my own business. And those have been some of the most influential people in my life. And what I've found is that you can honor that person by actually walking in your own gifts, right? And building your own organization or stepping into your own leadership. You may not have the same processes, right? You don't have the same wiring as that leader. And that's not to say that it's good or bad. It's just different. And so I would just encourage people, find your gifts, that are inside of you. You can learn a lot from other people, how they're wired, what their gifts are. And you can take from that the things that are that are going to be authentic to who you are. And I've found that for myself. But I would say, like, 
duplicate the system. If there's a system in place that's been laid out, follow the system. But that doesn't mean that it's got to look the same way in terms of what your leadership looks like when you're working that system. So duplicate the system, not the person. In other words, really, it goes back to self-leadership. Be a great example for the people that you're responsible for or feel responsible for who you brought into the business. Yeah, I think the way that I look at it is for those of you of faith, it's like God's really entrusted me with a lot. He's entrusted me with a lot of different people, a lot of different personalities to work with. And I'm grateful for that because it grows me as a leader, right? I get to refine my craft, but these people are in my care. I kind of look at it like a shepherd, if you will. And that's been the best image for me to wrap my mind around leadership. Like, I'm here just to make sure that everybody is kind of doing everything legally. I'm here to make sure that I'm the guide by the side that's helping the people get what they want. But I have to care well for them. So if somebody goes kind of off on their own, sometimes they need that. Sometimes they need that. And they're just figuring out who they are as a leader. And so I can be there for folks. I can care well for them. And that's honestly been the most rewarding part of the business is watching people grow and change and, and learn and become who they were they were made to be. Yeah. One of the thoughts that struck me as you're talking is I just was thinking about my history yeah. and I wasted so much time being envious of other people, uh-huh. kind of seeing what they're doing and what they've accomplished and, and going, if I was more like that or more like this instead of taking the time and energy to go internally to go, okay, who has God created me to be? And how does he want me to express that? Because I'm often, I was convinced that that just was never enough when it's exactly what he had in mind. And so I just encourage the listeners, don't spend time doing that. If you catch yourself doing it, grab hold of that as an opportunity to learn and grow and go internal to discover who you are, just like Alex has done and is continuing to do. Because it's an ongoing journey, right? There's not like this arrival point. Yeah, comparison, I think, is the fastest way to losing your joy mm-hmm. and losing really who you are, who, just like you said, who you're designed to be. And so I would highly recommend looking internally first before you look to the right, to the left, in front of you, behind you. I've been caught... I'm sure you guys have heard this saying, but you can't compare your year one to somebody else's year 10. Right. It's just not an apples to apples comparison. And you didn't see the entire part of their story, right? Mm -hmm. Leaders have to grow into who they become Mm -hmm. at year 10. They didn't just arrive there. And so I recognized early on in the business that I really wasn't seeing everybody's full story. And so once I understood that concept, it really excited me to write my own story and get involved in who I was becoming rather than comparing to their part of the journey that they're on and the one little glimpse of it that I get to see in this particular chapter. So yeah. Yeah, that's an awesome way to think about your people is where are they in their story? Where are you in their story? How can you guys collaborate together to help each other achieve the goals that you have? So don't be afraid to 
engage in your story, but also don't be afraid to enter into the stories of the people that you're leading. For show notes and relevant resources mentioned in today's episode, and if you'd like to reach out to Ken to see if coaching is the right next step for you, visit ProvidentLeadership.com. That's ProvidentLeadership.com. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you.